Hola, Bren. ¿Dónde está Will? Yo soy la biblioteca. And ladies and gentlemen, this was the extent of our conversation capability while we were in Spain. We were there for like two weeks. Didn't speak a lick of Spanish. Will kept asking people where he was. I know. <laughs> where, where am I? <laughs> I know a little bit of French, and I kept defaulting to French. Every time I would be like, oh, you don't speak English. Uh, bonjour. Like, oh, foreign. Uh, you speak foreign? Okay. Oh, you speak foreign. Let me, let me turn to foreign My now. big, ugly American was showing. Yeah. Was a problem. I have, since our trip, started using the language learning apps to start learning Spanish again. Oh, yeah. How's yeah. that going? It's going really well. I do it for like 20, 25 minutes a day. I have nice. two apps. I'm using Duolingo and Babbel. I like both of them. I like using them together. Um, I actually feel... Like, I should have done this before we went to Spain, maybe, yeah, instead of after, because yeah. I do feel like I have a better uh, grasp on the language. Yeah, it really ingrained in me being there that, like, learning a language, like, you have to be in the city to really get it down. You have to be living, immersed, if you will, mm-hmm. inside of that city to really learn it. Or yeah, country. no one's ever learned a language any other way, I don't no. think. So. Absolutely impossible. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. Well, so, so we went on a trip, a little backstory. Uh, we, we, long time ago, Ren was born and ingrained in her is this desire to travel, which is (laughs) part of the reason why we started our business Mm -hmm. is because Ren really wanted to travel. So that is, that got us to today where we are planning big trips in, uh, every year we should plan like a big trip. Despite because the fact that we don't have money to pay for them. It no, doesn't really yeah. make sense for our business. We don't have any actually details, we, yeah, details, details, details. Who's going to take care of the dogs? I don't know. Like, Oh, <laughs> I know. I was about to say we don't have solid we dog dumped. child care. We dog dumped on my parents. They're just yeah. angels. They're just angels of people yeah. to keep our dogs as much as they do. But anyway, we went to Spain. Yeah. In, in France. France. Yeah. And we saw a wedding. It was fun. Well, we, we attended a wedding. We attended a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we saw it and we also attended it. Yeah, we were invited. We were And it invited. was the precipice of this whole trip. Um, and it was the wedding of our dear, dear, good, intimate, Stop. close friends. Stop. Uh, he is a good friend of mine. Christoph and his lovely wife, L'Oreal. No. See, you... Nope. Our good friends. My good friends, clearly. That because we stay in touch with. It was one of my buddies from a while back. Ren likes to tell me that I don't have friends. No, anymore. I just like the fact that when people who we really aren't, I mean, no offense, we really aren't that close with anymore, even though I really liked them a we lot. Fell out really cool couple. We fell out of touch. We fell out of touch, for sure. But he was like, hey, I'm getting married in France. And we were like, okay, we'll be there. We will be there. Look at our tickets now. Yeah, put our names on we your little seating chart. We will, and we we will bought, be there. We bought tickets. Part of the reason why we did it is because we found round trip tickets from Atlanta to Paris mm-hmm. for $300 each. Yeah. Less. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So it was that was why we did it. But yeah, you're right. I have um, the bug. I have the travel mm-hmm. bug. I need to do it mm-hmm. fairly regularly. And so we've built a business where we can do that. Where we can do for that. For better or for worse. Yes. That's and what we've and done. I, I, this is a good life lesson. It's easy to get sidetracked in a business uh, with just doing the work of the business. And you are forcing me um in a good way, like I need to be forced to uh, take these breaks and make sure we continue it to focus on. It was not a break. It was not a break. We worked while we, we did, were gone. We did work. We have well, to- it's, it's tough working 
in a different time zone, like six hours off time zone it's from tough, where your clients normally it. are. We did do it. We didn't it. do as we many did. meetings, which was actually really nice. We, we did do it. That is true. We were able to work on other things. But here's here's the thing. This is a truth that I very deeply believe in. I think you learn more about yourself and the world and other people by putting yourself out there and, and traveling. Like I have I, learned um, the most about life, myself, you know, all the things when I have been traveling. It gets you out of your comfort zone. It's like this just a beautiful, I don't know, like lesson in life to go about mm. gallivanting around the world, I, I think. Um, oh, who, who is that? Fine. What? Who put in this barking track? We definitely don't well, have a dog in the turn, studio. Turn that off. Hey. Oh. She's going to keep hey. doing it. We're going to have to start that. No, we're going to keep this okay. in. Vivi, that's enough. We're doing it live. Um, but I, like, what is business if not a great big playground for figuring out yourself and other people and the world around you? And so what better, like, yeah. what better training ground than traveling to, to really be able to figure it out? And as it so happens, I do have some little business takeaways for oh, our trip. Oh, stop it. I you do. have some takeaways for us? How some many? takeaways, some I- highlights. Do you have uh, the, do you have it numbered? I've got eight. Oh my gosh! When yeah. we did our cross country road trip, I think I had seven. That's a that's a fan favorite podcast episode. Yeah, uh, most downloaded. We had seven, and now this is eight. So it better be it better be really good. It's one better than. Um, the last I one. did not make takeaways, uh, so I will just be. That's okay. I think I'm better at relishing uh, <laughs> thinking. Like, and, you know. Wow. Yeah, I would <laughs> agree. Kidding. You're you're better at these these types of takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. But but why don't we jump into them? I'm, I'm really curious, actually, to hear your takeaways. And that's genuine. I don't know any of these takeaways. I, I Yeah, have we ever prepared less for a podcast? Um, than this one right now? No. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a good question. I mean, every podcast, we're pretty meticulous about preparing. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Um, we probably have prepared less. This is pretty good. I'm excited for this. Okay, let's start us off. Okay, that's number so- one. Um, oh, okay. So this is really interesting. Here's one thing that I learned about the world. There is actually a really, really fine line between what we consider to be history um, and what is today's present reality. Mm. And here is how that hit home for me. When we were in Spain, uh, we were in Barcelona. We went. Yes. We spent a couple days in Barcelona. For those of you who are wondering, we went to Alicante. It's a in little Spain. coastal town in the south eastern part of Spain on the Mediterranean for a couple weeks. Beautiful. Loved it. Went up to Barcelona. We were there for a couple days. Went up to France from there. Um, when we were in Barcelona, we went into a museum and it was talking about like the history of the Cat- the Catal- Catalonian? Catalonians. Catalonian. The yeah. Catalonian, Catalan people. Um, and it was talking about them as if it was history. Like, yeah. you know, this thing happened several, like a couple hundred years ago and there were this group of people and this other group and there was a war and like this group wiped out that blah 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 it was was really interesting but it was all very historical like we were looking at ruins you remember this museum yeah I I loved this part of it I loved the history of it it was really interesting and I was like oh the Catalan people and I remember like vaguely learning about this when I took Spanish class back in high school um but then Europe is so much older than America so much older it's amazing like at least it blows a my mind every older. time. Yeah. At least, yeah, at least like 30 years older. Maybe, yeah, maybe some places more. 40. Some places. Um, yeah, but so when we were walking around Barcelona and, you know, referring to people as Spanish, they would be kind of offended and they were like, oh, well, I'm Catalan. 
yeah. I'm not Spanish. I'm Catalan. And I was like, oh, that's cute. They like, <laughs> it's, I just assumed it's the same way that like, there are still some of our Southern friends who like, haven't totally let go of the war of Northern aggression. And Oh goodness. Yeah. I mean, I just assumed it was the same way that there's still like, yeah. a lot of Southern pride and like, yeah, hopefully like, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Um, <laughs> Probably gonna, best. Gonna let that sleeping dog continue to sleep, bite people, and yap. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I realized, like, oh, this is like people are still They're, kind of upset about this. Yeah. They're not super like they haven't totally assimilated to calling themselves Spanish. And then a couple of days after we got back, I was reading in the news, and there were riots in the street in Barcelona because the Catalan leaders had apparently they had like signed a referendum trying to leave Spain a couple of years ago, and Spain was like, nah, you got to stay, like not cool and they were mm-hmm. mad and then they threw the Catalan resistor resistance in leaders jail, in jail yeah. and then they had just sentenced them to like 13 wow. or 14 years in jail and it just made me realize like wow it's not history it's still happening yeah and it just made me you know it was one of those moments of perspective where i was like what am i living today that is going to be someone else's history mhm but also, like, what do I consider to be other people's history that's still it's, very yeah. pertinent and relevant in the it's world the today? end of history illusion. Yeah, what is that? Tell me about that. The end of history illusion. Oh, it's, where we think we're living. Yeah, or it's where, like, you think you are in the present day currently living in the end of history. Like, history has ended. History is everything behind us. Like, everything we do today is not history. But, I mean, it, it is. It will be. And you don't really think about things in the present tense as like, oh, this is going to be history. Yeah. So I didn't really try to turn that into a business lesson. Um, let me think if I can. Yeah. Let's, let's change this into a business lesson. Yeah. Um, every time, mm-hmm. every time you get a new client. No, I'm done. Let's go on to number two. I okay. got nothing. <laughs> number two. Um, oh, this was just like a lesson uh, learned slash just felt, I think, very strongly during the trip. Mental expectations around time off are really crucial and sacred, especially Ooh. to me. So um, if you're taking time off, if you're like, like uh, if you are employed and you're taking time off. Right. If you, this is your advice. for a lot of people who don't own their own business, or maybe they, yeah, m- mostly people who don't own their own business, Um, and this isn't true for everyone. There are a lot of people who take their work with them wherever they go, but there's a lot of people where like, when you're not in a physical location, you're not at work. Like you cannot be working by not being in a place. Mm -hmm. This is becoming less and less true for people. Um, because you know, you can, because of like the internet and computers and phones, like you can be reached at any time. So you can take your work, but especially for those of us who do own our own business, like not only can people constantly reach us, but it's also almost impossible to stop thinking about it because yeah. no one else is thinking about it. Like, yeah, it's really, really hard to at any given point like turn your business off or like turn yourself off from your business. I should yeah. say. So for me, the only way I can do that is mm. to say very, very clearly, and like we have to plan this out in a long time in advance. We have to like work around it and schedule yeah. around it to say like for these. X amount of days, I am not working. Like, I will not be working. I will not be checking email. I will not be. And the planning is telling your clients, mm-hmm. is and our clients, like, hey, we're not going to be working these days. Yeah, that's true. Is, is that is that more from a like 
a technology angle or is it more from a small business owner angle? Like, like what is more the cause of this problem that you can't ever really unplug? I think you're the cause of it for me. Oh. I am like, hey, I'm oh. going to take a vacation. Like, Shots I'm actually fired. not going to work. And you're like, yeah. well, we like really no, need no, to of do. Course. Yeah, we're going to so take a let's vacation. Let's just like look at this. One. We'll just spend Wink. half a morning. We'll just spend half yeah. a morning looking at this one strategy. Just, one. just this one website that we need just to. One. No. See, but, but here's. No. I, so. No. Let me. Boo. I will defend myself. No. Part of, part of what I like. Get him. Part of what I like, I, I enjoy, I get pleasure out of is like being productive and it's hard for me to grow my business and think about my business um when when i'm in it every single day when i'm doing the work and so when i do take these vacations part of what i I genuinely enjoy of the vacation the break is like my mind being able to think about okay what are the other possibilities what are the other things where are we going with this business what are we doing what do we want to be doing i hear that i do but i i will affirm the fact that I need to take a break from that at some point. So there's there's something broken. In your heart? or No, uh, well, in just in, in my mindset. Who put yeah. this dog lapping water track in the background? Is that, are the mics even going to pick that up? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Will's, Will's overly sensitive to the dogs. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so so what had happened was... <laughs> and then we'll move on from this point. But I do, I think it's a really important point for, here's what I think is important. I think it's important for you as a small business owner to know how you renew and to know what it means to rest to you. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I really, really, we had like, f- I think a week total where between like traveling and attending the wedding and flying mm-hmm. back home and, you know, wanting to take a couple days to see some parts of France because we were only there yeah. for a couple days, all this stuff. Um, we had decided, we decided months and months ago, we're not going to be, this is going to be vacation. This, this last is vacation week. Of the trip, week. Yep. It's going to be vacation. Not going to be, um, Work. we're not going to be working. And we're, we let our clients know. We intentionally, when we were looking at deadlines for things, took that into consideration. Like, yeah. All the things. And then yeah. while we're on the trip, I can't even remember what what could have possibly been so important that Will suggested that <sighs> on one of those days where it was sort of a down day and we were just going to like yeah. hang out and explore the little town, maybe we should like work on something. I can't remember even what it was, but like maybe we should get something done you that morning. You were so frustrated. Oh, my just, gosh. You got blinded. It, like, honestly, I was like, I spiraled you, quickly. I spiraled quickly to dark places. It was so interesting. Like the analogy you gave me was like, was like infidelity in a marriage. Mm-hmm. It's like you told me, you promised me like this day we wouldn't be working. And then yeah, you made me a promise. In you the set moment, expectations. You, yeah, you set expectations. You made a promise. And then in the moment you decided something else was more alluring. So you went after it. Yeah. And that sort of hit me because I was like, ah, oh, damn. Like, That's like. You made me a promise and then. In the reality of the world that we live in, you were like, oh, but it's more convenient. It's better for me if I don't keep this mm. promise. Leader, so, leadership lesson. Hashtag leadership. Was, I, was, uh, I was thinking you had the same personality that I have, but in fact, we have different personalities. And work styles. And, and work I, styles. And, and like I need to, I need to, to respect work. that. Yeah. I need to respect that. So you're, I think it's just, you're lazy I think it's and I'm... <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. No, 
you're right. I mean, we I I should have respected that more. We had been planning that long in advance, and we had said and set expectations long in advance. And if I remember correctly, we did end up not. Yeah, we ended doing up not working because yeah. I. At first, I agreed. I was like, "Fine, we'll do it." And then I was so mad. You were mad. I know. So mad. You got real quiet. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, we might. Our marriage might not work." This might be. Whoa. Yeah, I know. This you, is I news to me and everyone else on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I really, yeah, I really thought it for a second. Like for yeah, a second, I, I was like, that. I can't do this anymore. It was an overreaction and I realized that. We all overreact. Yeah. But I did like, that's the level of, yeah. of upsetness I was about. And like, I say this because I think that if you're someone like me, first of all, like calm down, like you're, it's going to be fine. But also secondly, um, you need to like, I, there's just a lot of communication that needs to happen, especially when you're business partners, what I'll say, yeah. but a lot of self-awareness that needs to happen with you as any kind of business owner, entrepreneur around like, what is it that is sacred to you? Like, yeah. what are the things that are hard lines for you? How do you go about communicating those, becoming aware of those, all of these things so that you can create healthy expectations? And, and I will say you did a good job of that in no way did I think... Our marriage was at risk during this process. You did, and not that I think you were serious. I, I believe like that thought may have like popped up as it does with really any upset. person. Um, but you communicated well, like what you were feeling, and got it back to me. Yeah. Communication. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up my third point within the second point. Ooh, I feel like nice. it's relevant. Maybe it was. Maybe I only have seven points. Save them time. Uh, rest is really necessary in life and in business, and mm. like. Again, I think it's really important that you find out what rest means for you. Like, how do you rest? Do you rest by traveling, which is exciting and maybe a distraction from work, but not actually restful most of the time? Like, you don't yeah. usually come back from a month running around Europe, like, refreshed, per se. Yeah. Um, but rest is just really, it's really important. It's really important because you need to give your brain some downtime. Like, your brain yeah. needs to have some rest just like your body does. Um, and if you're just constantly, that's what I found anyway, especially when I get to these points where I'm like thinking about all the things and I'm so, everything seems so tangled up and interwoven and like just complicated and like, I don't know what to do next. And I don't know what to do about this client or that client or their bigger vision or this, like whatever it is. Um, really for me, the only way to get out of that is I can't outthink it. I can't think yeah. my way out of it. I can't talk my way out of it. I can't talk it out like with you. You need to rest. I can't strategize my way out of it. I just have to yeah. like turn it off, go do something totally different. And yeah. like I'm going to be honest, as much as I wish it was like binging Netflix that was helpful, it's not. Like gosh, that would be Netflix nice, but it's actually it be? not that restorative. Yeah. No, it's mm. not. Sleep does it for me. Yeah, like sleep. Just sleep. Sometimes like reading a like fiction book, like sitting, mm. just yeah, playing that's, with the dog, taking a walk, like taking a walk. You know, cooking a meal. Cooking a meal. Yeah. Yeah. These are all good things. And every I wish I did then, more of them. I usually Netflix or I turn on the news and I just find yeah. something to get incensed about because it's fun. Gosh, it's addicting in today's news what world. What are you most incensed about right now? Share with um, us. Oh, probably uh, the the Chinese government. I uh, hate the Chinese government. I can't say that. On you the probably podcast. can't say that on a podcast. They're going to censor us. They're, we're going to be censored. We're going to be censored in China. Well, it does. Here's here's the deal. Here's just quick, quick. Uh, I was being facetious, by the way. I don't know enough overview. about the Chinese government to have an opinion about them one way or the other. Will does, though. So go ahead. Well, the, we were just there's there's been some relative censoring going on um, in American free speech by the Chinese government, and 
whatever any government wants to do in their own country, totally, I mean, cool. uh, within reason, you know, okay, if you want to censor speech in your own country, I don't agree with it, but if you want to, that's okay. Like, I, I agree with your ability to choose how you want to run your own country, but you can't censor speech in the United States or Germany or the UK right? or anywhere else. Don't you, do it. No, don't do it. So that's that's how I feel. That's what I've been incensed about. And it's been fun. But my point is, it's enjoyable to me to like go read articles about that and just like, oh, let's like learn more about why I should continue to be incensed. But that doesn't rejuvenate say, me. But I doubt that, that that's restful. Doesn't rest, that doesn't give me rest. Yeah. I think a lot of people have news addictions. Like they just yeah. get addicted. To, in the same way that a lot of people yeah. just scroll the Instagram feed. A lot of people just scroll the news stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. think either. I don't. I really don't think either one's very good for you. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. Well, that uh, I like that. That's a good I point. Think rest is really important, and I think that occasionally uh, we all need longer chunks of rest. Like, and I think we need. We just took days, one. Weekend. Yeah. Exactly. We just took one. You went and down it to was the beach. Fantastic. For like five days, and I stayed in Atlanta, and I in. I did what I like to do. Well, what I think I like to do to try and rest is I just learned and studied and did some coding and, oh, I really enjoyed it. But I will say I don't feel necessarily rest, See, I don't rested know from rest. it. I, I, my mind was stimulated the whole time and how yeah. I enjoyed it, but I don't feel rejuvenated. Yeah, I doubt that you would because you weren't resting. Because, yeah. There we go. Okay, number four. Where are we? Uh, okay, number four. So now we're going to get into some highlights of the mm, trip and, and the business takeaways within those highlights. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the business so takeaways. Number one, or well, sorry, point four, highlight one. Highlight one. Uh, the Sagrada Familia. Sagrada the Familia. Sagrada so what is it? For, for all those familia. who don't know what the Sagrada Familia it is. It is fantastic. And I just highly, 10 out of 10 dentists recommend the Sagrada Familia. 10, you, 10 out of 10, not even the one that doesn't recommend yeah, it. Yeah, that dentist got his, that got dentist, his shit together and he's, he said, he's nope, on board with it's the Sagrada recommended. Familia. He said, yeah, let's do this. Gold star. Um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, a, it's also called the Sandcastle sometimes. It's in Barcelona. Um, it is a cathedral, a really just like stunning mm-hmm. uh, piece of architecture that was primarily designed by Gaudi. There, like there was an original architect, and then Gaudi took over a year later. So I have some like I just want to read you a little some facts about oh, the Sagrada Familia. Oh man, yeah, read them. Uh, it was originally construction began in 1882. 1882. And, so that is a, a hundred. And 40. And 40. No. Hundred. I'm really bad at math. Sorry. 137. Okay. I was close. Yeah. That was really but, close. Yeah. Three years. Okay. Um, bye. And it was the original designs were by some guy that no one really cares about or has ever heard of. A year later, Gaudi took over probably because they realized this Joe Schmo that we have building this thing. No one's ever going to care about <laughs> I'm sure him. that was his name too. Joe Schmo. Yeah. No one's ever going to know who he is or care about him. Let's get Gaudi to do this. Mm-hmm. So Gaudi took over. Um, by 1926, it was a quarter finished. And at this Nin- point... So how long... How, that's 34 years later. 34 years later. Mm-hmm. Imagine a building a website. Finished. Imagine starting a website. And they were hey, like... Hey, we just closed the sale. Now let's start. Let's start on this project. 36 years later. 
We're a quarter of the way through. We're a quarter of the way through. So, and at this My point, something goodness. terrible happens. Gaudi's hit by a bus. Stop. He does not recover. He dies. Uh, he was the chief architect. He was the chief architect. It was really upsetting for everyone Hoffa. involved. Hoffa. Um, so, yeah, he was hit by a bus. And from there on, it there became a lot of conflict around, like, are we, like, adhering well enough to Gaudi's plans? Are we, like, are they protecting the integrity of it? Is whatever designer is being picked now, like, doing a good mm. enough job? It's a lot to live up to. I would imagine yeah. it's a lot of pressure. Um, in 1936 was the Spanish Civil War. Wait, 26 is when you got hit by a bus. Yes. So okay. 10 years later is the Spanish Civil War. They don't yep. make much progress in those 10 years. Sure, because I mean, they're, they're, they're back upset. and forth. Yeah, what are they going to do? Mourning. Also, this is like not a government-funded or even church-funded. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, there. shoot, sorry. Don't interrupt me ever again. Uh, um, Gaudi's yes, plans are destroyed in the Spanish Civil War. When in 36? Mm-hmm, uh, when, when they come and set fire to the to the crypt where the plans are kept, the cathedral. So at this point, the plans are destroyed. This really just, I mean, obviously then the Spanish Civil War was its own whole thing. People, you know, like civil war. So the country had to recover after it ended, blah, blah, blah. Um, So things were just like moving very, very slowly for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, a lot of contention around like, can we recreate his plan? Like, what were the so it was? Plans? Can we recreate it? How are we going to live up to this? And then they're just gone. Yeah, they, they were just now the plans gone. are gone. I think maybe I don't know. Now I'm just making things up based on what I assume would have happened. Surely there were like some copies or like someone who remembered them because what they're building today is, by all intents and purposes, still they're claiming that they're adhering to Gaudi's plans. So how? Sure. I'm guessing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but it was a setback Meh. for sure. Setback in sure. the Spanish Civil War. Um, let's, let's just fast forward to 2010. Mm -hmm. So it passed the midpoint. Oh, oh my goodness. 2010. So in 26, when he died Uh a quarter of the way through, that was a joke. Like not a quarter of the way through. No, no. Because a hundred years later. Yeah. No, no. 118 years later. No, no, no. 1926 to 2010. So like. Oh, 128 years later. not that. Okay. Anyway. Uh, from when it started. Oh, from when it started originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, at this point, it is anticipated that it will be done by 2026. So first of all, it's a lot quicker than the first half was built, 16 years versus like 126 years. Um, also, another fun fact, they acquired their building permit license. Guess when? Guess when they acquired? No, you already know, don't you? No, no, of course I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> uh, well, they started in 1882. So probably, I mean, it takes a while. So maybe 1883, 1884, right? That's when you would guess that they got their building permit. Yes. In actuality, they got it in June of 2019. <laughs> like three years ago. These three people, months ago. Three months ago. Yeah, three months ago. These jokers <laughs> were finally like, okay, fine. Forced. <laughs> uh, fine. And I just like, I don't you imagine do the conversations between like the city people and the yeah. builders and they're like, hey, guys, you really should. And listen, they're like, do you understand beautiful how much tourism we're Love the building. You? And they're like, well, that's a good point. Here's like, the deal. Here's the thing. We need, we need you to get a building permit for this. <laughs> I literally see tin scrape, skyscrapers. Oh, cranes. Cranes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So another fun fact about this whole thing is that, and part of the reason why the city probably didn't require a building permit, it hasn't ever been funded by the city or the church. Like you were saying, 
when you tried to interrupt me earlier. Really? Really. It's totally funded by private donations, which is also part of the whole like starting, stopping, starting, stopping thing. Like when they run out of money, they just wait. They just wait for more people to give them some more money so that they can keep going. Um, so I have some business lessons in all of this. Well, for give us. me the shoot us. But first, shoot I just us with the business say, lessons. If you haven't yet stopped what you're doing to Google the Sagrada Familia, look at don't it. Don't worry about doing that. Actually, it's not as impressive on the internet as it is in person. But you should really go to Barcelona and look at it. Like it yeah. is one of the only pieces of architecture that has ever truly like stopped me in my tracks. It is it's incredibly ornate. Right. And I'm not an architecty person. Like I appreciate yeah. a good Eiffel Tower or whatever, sure. but like, you know, it's, it's sure it's all right. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's cool. like, yeah okay. Um, but it really is stunning and just really unique. So interesting. Business okay. lessons. Business lessons. Oh, you know, unfortunately I wrote these notes a while ago and I just wrote down words. Uh so let me see if I can remember what I meant by each of them legacy. I mean, I feel like that one's pretty obvious. I think the interesting thing ab- about this is um, it's almost obvious, but let's just make it really clear. The people who began this this cathedral, Sagrada Familia, the Sagrada Familia, were never like they never intended to see it completed. They knew yeah. when they started it because of the way cathedrals were built back then that they would probably never see. And yeah, they didn't even come close. Like no one who started on this project, a lot of people who did the bulk of the work on it never saw it come to completion. But they did it anyway. They started anyway. And I feel like that Mm. is, um, it's legacy. What is a legacy? It's uh, planning planting seeds in a garden you'll never get to see. Oh, a little Hamilton there. I love it. Let me throw that out there. Um, but it is. It's it's the the willingness to build something that you know you might never see come to fruition, or you don't even expect to see come to fruition. And I feel like in order to really do something great, you have wow. to be willing to go into it with that mindset. You have to be willing to say, I'm going to throw everything I've got into this one thing, and if I never Not. see it happen in my lifetime, okay, maybe the next lifetime will. Like, Oh, my gosh, that is good. It's just, it's just like, oh. That's really good. I like that a lot. So I think as business owners, we need to ask ourselves the question, what are we, what is the legacy we're working towards? What is the thing that we believe in so much that if we never saw it come true, but we knew we had contributed to it, maybe one day being finished and happening, we would feel good about our life's work. Yes. I would like to caveat that if I may. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to just jump in and caveat that. Okay. I feel like legacy is a. It, it's a problem a lot of people think they can deal with when they have created a successful business, when they have made it, quote unquote, if you will. So, what is something? So, I'm not going to caveat this. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. What is something that someone who is still day to day struggling to get their business off the ground or say, or, or make the revenue they want to make per month or just grinding. Like what's something, what, what's, what does legacy mean to someone like that? Who's like struggling Mm -hmm. to just keep their day to day going? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really different for all of us. I think people can say to me, the thing that will make all this worth it is if, you know, I'm able to work from home and be home from my kids. And because of that, my kids have a better you know, mm. like I think there are a lot of people Framing. who are, yeah, you who are frame in up. this small business grind for that reason. Personally, my children would not be important enough to me. For Stop. To be We're not going to be talking about <laughs> hippie and no. Vivi. On hippie, the our dogs, um, hippie and Vivi. 
No, I like for me, the reason that I am willing to grind in this business we have right now is because I truly believe that there's a better way to do education. I believe that there are people out there who deserve access to education that aren't getting it right now. And if I can be part of that solution, then that's worth me spending my life's effort. It's worth it. me giving everything I have and doing a lot of things that I don't want to do and don't like doing. Um, I will follow you into the abyss. Into the abyss. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, so that we can make education something that's accessible to everyone. Like that's yeah. the dream, you know? So for me, that's the legacy that I'm willing to leave. I'm willing to work at this my whole life. And if the vision that I see for education doesn't like happen in my lifetime, that's okay. Like hopefully I contributed to it. I, I think it's something we keep working towards, but yeah. knowing that I made an impact there is enough for me to, you know, Spend my, that's good. Spend I like my, that. My work days. Something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Legacy. Uh, that's a business lesson. Fun little business lesson about the Sagrada Familia. Timelines sometimes aren't what we expected. No. Well, how do you handle it when a timeline with a client does not uh, like, like shifts? Yeah, when it shifts. Um. Well, it depends what the what the deal is. So has the timeline shifted? And now I require more, I have to do more work. Like, is that the reason the timeline is shifting? Because there's more work involved. If there is, I always have that hard. And uh, for me, it really is. For other people, it's not a hard conversation. For me, it is a hard conversation to say, hey, listen, our timeline has shifted. I know we agreed to this initial price, but because of X, Y, Z, as long as it's not my fault. If I'm causing the issue, then of, of course, I'm not going to charge my client more. But if the issue is because of the client or expectations of the project has changed, that's a hard conversation for me to have. But I've been trying to force myself to have those hard conversations to say, listen, we need to we need to up the price of this. Yeah. The, so scope the, creep. the scope creep. Yeah. That's I need to, I need to up the price of this project. And for me, that helps a lot because now I know it's not the timeline has shifted and now I'm going to have to put a bunch of other things on hold because I need to finish this project and still need to make revenue and bring in money. Like now I'm not as worried about it because, okay, I know I've at least had this honest conversation and hopefully they're, you know, 99% of the time they're going to say, yeah, totally agree. We'll up the revenue. And now I'm not worried about having to find another client still. Right. So, so that's one thing. If, if, if it's, if the, the, the timeline shifts and it doesn't require more of my time or your time, like Otis's time. Um, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm okay. I mean, the client, the client's paying me. Like, like if it shifts on their end. Sure, if it shifts on their end, yeah, I'll hit pause on the project, and yeah. we'll we'll get back to it later. I'm going to name the reasons why timelines shift in a mm. project. Um, okay. One is scope creep, like you said. I think mm. that's probably the most common one. Like, it's not actually that the timeline is shifting. It's like the scope of the project is shifting is, and in order to and it, encompass the new scope. Let's be real. Time. The scope of the project never gets smaller. <laughs> Very rarely. It's I, I don't think that's ever only gets bigger. Yeah. It only gets bigger. So scope creep is one. Uh, another one that we encounter a lot, especially with websites is how do I say, uh, unresponsive clients. Like when oh, you, yeah. you're like, Hey guys, I need this from you. Hey guys, I need this from you. Hey guys, I need this from you. And on, that's what I was saying. I'm fine. I'm yeah. like, honestly, I mean, I'm fine with it. I will also say it's a little frustrating sometimes because if we had originally told someone we can get this project done in two months, but it drags out into like four months or six months, I don't necessarily have the same capacity 
when they do get around to getting me their stuff and are ready to go again, mm-hmm. like I can't guarantee what my capacity will be. Yeah. So I do feel like, yeah, in, in a way I'm like, okay, like if you just want to be slow, that's fine. And for our ongoing clients, I'm totally cool with that. That's totally fine. Yeah. For the project clients, like if I, if we're in an agreement that we're going to build you a website and it's going to be done in two months and then it ends up taking you three months to get back to me on the initial draft. Like, I don't know. It annoys me. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Creep. Yes. That's annoying. But I'll also say a lot of that can be solved with just effective communication. Cause I, I feel like you can, and you do do yeah. this because you are the one mostly communicating but with a lot of our clients. I know which client I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, I know. And, and you, you say, listen, Hey, here's where we're at. And if you're cool with us putting like pressing pause on this project and then picking it up later, and us reevaluating the timeline later. And possibly that's the fine. price later. Because yeah, the and possibly price I gave you back. was for this timeline. Yeah. I probably wouldn't really like, do that. But. Yeah. I mean, that's – and that's that's okay, the way so business goes. Scope creep, which you just have to mm-hmm. be direct about and be like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. we need to have another conversation. Uh, unresponsive clients, which, again, you just have to communicate and figure out – Communication. Like, I, I honestly think putting some constraints on that, especially if you know going into it that this client might be a problem – Putting some constraints on that in the beginning, like yeah. telling them up front, if you if we don't get it done, I know some companies that are like every day past the two month timeline that I'm promising you, I'm going to charge you. Well, that's also is, a business model thing. I know yeah. a lot of businesses who, and it's a it's a good business model. I'm not. This is not a knock on it. Like the yeah. business model is, I I price my websites at you know two thousand dollars a pop. I want to make six thousand dollars a month. That's that's my goal. That's all, that's what I want to do with my business. So I know I have to sell three a month, and I have to complete all three in that month. And so, if that's your business model, then yeah, you need to tell clients you need to have penalties for people going over that one month deadline because you have to pick up new clients. You can't be doing six projects right. in one month. Right. So, so I, I think that's fine. I think it depends on like your business model. But again, it comes back to communication. You have to let people know. You right. have to let people know this is what. I'm doing. This yeah. is how I'm operating my business. And this is not let me change that. I wouldn't say this is how I'm operating my business come in line, but I would say this is how I can get you the the product that you want, the website that you want, the the social media posts that you want. Like these are the timelines we're working within. If we can't do it within that timeline, we need to reevaluate. But that just comes through just honest, clear communication and you knowing your processes and systems within your business. Right. I agree. Rant complete. And off the, what is it? Soapbox. Off the soapbox. Off the soapbox. Um, yeah. Okay. Scope creep. Unresponsive clients. Um, I think the other thing that can happen that as small business owners and entrepreneurs we have to figure out how to deal with is, oh, here's the other two things that I thought of. One is when you actually don't really know what you're doing that much and you've sold something that you haven't done a lot or haven't done in exactly that way and you just don't have a good idea of how long it's going to take. So you might say one thing and then get into it and oh, realize like, oh, yeah. this is actually going to take me much, okay. much longer. And yes. it's not necessarily the scope. It's just like, wow, I have to learn this as I go. Like I knew I would have to learn it. I just under I had no idea how long time. Yeah. That's a very real thing. I think the only way to combat that is just... Do the things that you want to be selling. Try not to do too many of the other things so you can do the things you want to be doing as much as you can and get a better idea of, you know, what they actually take. Yeah. Time and energy-wise, all that stuff. That's that's such a good point. I, I, I'm not going to say I know a lot of people, but I just bumping around on Facebook and, and just in other, like, online groups, 
bump into a lot of people who just want to be charging what we're charging now for websites in a timeline that 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 we're doing now, but as they're just getting started. And you don't have the skill sets built up. You don't have the knowledge built up. You don't have the the strategy built up behind it. And you you can't really charge those prices and expect to get it done in that same timeline. Like it will take you longer and it's not fair for you to charge a client for you to learn. Right. And like we, you, you, we you did, can't do yeah. that. Like we, uh, and you, you will we struggle. Started, we definitely, every time we did something new, we priced things, honestly, even lower, like way lower than what we thought they should be. Because yeah. we were like, we're learning. This is R&D for us. Like this exactly. is valuable. This is something exactly. we want to be doing. We're not going to charge you, you know, because we're inexperienced. So right. it's like, it's a bit of a lesson in humility. And I do think there's this attitude, this really interesting thing going on in culture where because everyone can start their own business and a lot of people are choosing to, which I think is fantastic. Like grab your destiny by the horns, horns. people, um, and ride it. Yes. Just, yeah. But, um, but also like sit down, be humble. Like you, yeah. when you're just starting off, you don't get to like, you don't get to do no. whatever you want to do and charge. Whatever you're not you charge. owed a business. No one, no owes, one owes you a owes business. You a business. Like, yeah. Work for it. Grovel for it. Beg yeah. for it. And well, let's, for let's, it. let's be a, what's that from? I don't know. Oh, you're just making that up. Yeah. Wow. You're just I should be fire. writing Broadway. You should be writing Broadway. Yeah. Um, Let's be a little vulnerable right now. Like we are, we started our business, you know, we've been building websites for four or five years. We started, officially started our business the beginning of 2018. Um, Because of that period you talked about where we underpriced our projects because we were having to learn a lot and we were going to dedicate it to delivering a, a good quality project, but we were spending tons of time and we weren't making a lot of money during that time. We went into debt and we are... Now, like our goal this year was to get out of debt. We went into credit card debt. Oh yeah. Other people go into Which debt by selling parts of, our, of their business and ownership. One of our and, podcasts, how yeah. to finance your bootstrap startup. I can't remember what it's yes. called, but we talk about that. You go through a, a Visa MasterCard round of funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just get some credit cards and you you make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but we we're did. we're trying to pay it off, and I think we will pay we it will. off this year. Yeah, we're we did pumped. it fairly responsibly, um, as responsibly as you can go into credit card debt. Anyway, I don't remember what my original my original thought was in timelines, and now we're talking about oh learning curves, right? So, and then the fourth time or the fourth reason that timelines get skewed, get messed with. So yes. scope. Cre- Let me just scope. remind you. Where yeah, we've been. yeah. Where are we? We're, yeah. we're still in Barcelona. Uh, we're still in Sagrada Familia. Oh my gosh. I've got two more business points. For oh my it's gosh. fine. We'll, we'll get through them faster. Um, no, it's okay. I like these. Yeah. So the reasons your timelines get messed with are uh, scope creep, unresponsive hit by a clients. Bus. <laughs> well, hang on. I'm, actually, that oh. was exactly what, I, what my fourth <laughs> one is. So scope creep, unresponsive clients. You don't really know what you're doing. And then, yeah, getting hit by a bus. Those times when, especially oh, wow. as business owners and freelancers, like small business owners particularly, sometimes things just happen. Sometimes, yeah. like, you know... Like your your dog gets sick and you spend all weekend with him or all week with him oh. in the ER or you like something happens you miss a flight somewhere or you something and you just get behind or you know you like 
decide to go off your antidepressants randomly and then you're just like sad all the time and you can't work. Like these yeah. things happen to people and like they're very real things and they do mess with your productivity. And so when those things happen, it's your fault. I, whether it's your fault for like making a stupid decision or just something happens in your life. Like we're yeah. all just people and stuff That's happens. An, mm-hmm. That will happen at some point. You will not meet a deadline, maybe through no fault of your own, but just because of very personal things that really have nothing to do with your client that they're not responsible for. And then you have to figure out like, do I outsource this so that they can get their project and done? And have to pay that other person and, and not pay make that the other money. person, not make the money, but you know, keep, keep my client. commitment yeah. to my client. Um, or do I have a conversation with my client and yeah. just tell them what's going on or just tell them, you know, things yeah. are going on and um, wow. Two things in there. One relationships. Gosh, you gotta have, you gotta be building relationships with your clients. You yep. gotta be talking to them on the phone in person. You can't just be sending emails. Uh, you, I mean, it's, and th- I'm, I am talking to myself right now. I, I hate even sending emails. I'm just not even good at communicating in general, and it's something I'm really trying to work on. Um, But I see the fruits of it. I see the fruits of actually building relationships with clients, and they're more dedicated to you. They're more understanding when those things happen. Um, You can build better products because you can talk to them and hear, hear more like what it is they want for you to do. thousand reasons you should have better relationships with your clients. Um, the other thing, the, something that it came to my mind when you said getting hit by a bus is I, I just wrote an article a couple weeks ago, just wrote a couple weeks ago, I wrote an article and it was about a client that hated our work and, and so much so she, yeah, it, it was bad. Um, also that week we, our dog got sick. So we got an email, it was on Monday or Tuesday and a client says, I hate the work. I just hate this work. I need you to redo this. Um, super upsetting. Obviously, if you're any type of like designer or creative, you can probably understand how demoralizing mm-hmm. and effective that is on just how you're gonna how the rest of your day is gonna go. Then our dog gets sick. He's throwing up all the time. Just we're we're like, do we need to take him to a vet? Like he's an old dog too, so it's like, is this it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we get a phone call from our HOA, our homeowners association, saying, "Hey, we've cut off the water to your house because we think uh, you we, <laughs> think okay, we were allegedly we allegedly, were allegedly Airbnb, Airbnb, which I will neither confirm nor deny no. on this podcast. Well, you should just cut off someone's water to their house." Yeah, like without ever warning them but or saying like no, no communication okay, ever. Okay. Anyway, this it was a point. rough week. And but then, it was a rough week. That, also, that was like getting hit by a bus. Allow me to remind you, same client, like a couple weeks later when we were trying to finish up her project and we were like scrambling to get it done and also huge scope creep with this project. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. But also we were scrambling to get it because one of my best friend's family members died and I had to go be with, like I had to <gasps> That's go to the right. funeral. Like I was, I was, like it was really, like he, it was just a really traumatic, violent end to a young person's life. And I needed to be there for my friend because it was, it, it did hit her like a bus. Yeah. And she, like this client just like ripped something. I can't remember. And I finally was just like, I've had a death in my family. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't get this done yeah. sooner, but like, I need you to back off a little bit. And she yeah. was very apologetic about, I mean, yeah, you know, anyway, I don't. That's neither all that all that to say, like that was that week was like getting hit by a bus. Yeah. And again, no, I'm not trying. Like, 
a lot of the work we did send probably didn't deserve to get the, the words that were thrown at us, but it wasn't quality work. But I, for like, more, you can read yes, Will's, Will's, article. Will's article on Will. will-myers.com. Sponsored by? Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, yeah. Sponsored um, by? Okay, I'm just going to like make these last two points really quickly. We're not really going to talk about them. Because, okay. Yeah. You know. You've sort of monopolized the time. Right. And I know we have Will's Tech Corner to get to. Oh my gosh, Squarespace 7.1, I know. Um, so a couple last points about the Sagrada Familia. Let's just talk about momentum for a real quick second. Like a quarter yeah. of the way done in like like 40 years, 43 years into the project. Halfway done, 100 and something, 30 something, I don't mm-hmm. know, like 130 something years into the project. And then they finished the last half in 16 years. Wow. Momentum. That is momentum. Now wow. they're moving. Wow. That, I feel right like it works together. that way in businesses too. You can, if there's this, I think that there is this point in small business where if you can get past this tipping point, um, mm. which a lot of small businesses never do and, and maybe never want to, and that's yeah fine too. But if you can get past that, you start to grow at almost like an exponential rate basically. Yeah. And you just really take off. Um, so if that's the kind of business you're trying to build, I don't know. That's something you should be studying, momentum of companies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, and I, I, I like that a lot. I feel like that's really good advice for small business owners because I feel like you, like today, we woke up today, we had a to-do list, yeah. and we were trying to get that to-do list up down, down to zero. We are trying to get it down to zero. But as you go through your day, your to-do list gets bigger. And you have these ideas that, like, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to accomplish my to-do list. It's a big to-do list, but I can get it done in six hours. But you never account for the added to-dos that happen within those six hours. And so your to-do list becomes much longer. And it, it can feel like, oh, I just can't, I, I can't do this like anymore. This isn't working. Like you're running train. in front of a train. Like it's not going to work. But if you keep pushing... You keep pushing. I do think there's a tipping point where, you know, you get enough you of those fast days. fast enough that you jump yeah. up in the air and land on the train. Exactly. And then, you ride, and then you ride the train. Into the wild, wild west. I think we've destroyed this analogy, yeah. but. That's okay. Point, point remains. Um, keep pushing. Okay. So my last point about Sagrada Familia uh, is about funding. Oh, yeah. Seems really obvious. Again, but I, I think it's really interesting that they're totally privately funded. And I think this is the difference in. Like when you're starting a business and you think about how you're going to get funded, mm-hmm. how you're going to finance the start of your business. The reason that Sagrada Familia decided to go with private donations is because they wanted to do it right. Like they wanted yeah. to do it their way. They wanted to use Gaudi's design. They didn't want the city getting involved. They didn't want the church getting involved. They had a vision and they wanted to maintain the integrity of the vision and make sure it was done right. Even if it took, how many years has it been? Like 50 million years to get it done. Yeah. That was like, good math. Matter. Good math right there. Yeah. Like yeah. more than a hundred. More than a hundred for sure. 19, I don't know. It, yeah. It's a lot. Over a hundred years to get done, they were like, that's okay. We're gonna get it done the right way and we don't need your dirty money. That's good. You know? Yeah. Um, but the trade off is it's still not done. So <laughs> like <laughs> that's the other side of all this. So I just think that's a really interesting it's always an interesting conversation when we talk to people who want to start businesses and they're trying to figure out how to finance it. And everyone wants to get investor funding. Um, yeah. But the, you know, the thing you have to realize is when you do that, you're no longer building your business. You're building, you're building your investor's business. version of your yeah. business. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I think, yeah, doing if you're just getting started and you're trying to figure out what to do, there's there's this idea out there that you have to do like go do investor pitches and get in front of people and your pitch bring deck. in your pitch deck. Got to get your pitch deck right, but. No, I mean... But that's if, not what we're about here no, at Online Things and Internet Stuff, the podcast. No, we're about doing it the hard way, slogging we're about through. credit card debt. Maybe working. <laughs> credit card debt. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by MasterCard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's not a right or wrong way to do this, guys, but... But we, credit card we debt. We did it the right way. It's credit card debt. No, I feel like, you know, uh, there, there are other ways. I think fr- friend and family rounds are actually... They get knocked on a lot. I think they're not a bad idea. Depends because, on how well you know your friends and family, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they can. It's a it's lot of room for abuse and having some issues. Um, but if you're yeah, just you let's just let's start now. from let's start from principles and work to particulars. You know, if the principle is you've you've built healthy relationships with your family, healthy relationships with your friends, you're a hard worker, you have this dream of wanting to do something. You've done I, your due diligence. You've done your it's due diligence. I think viable. it is very appropriate to put yourself out there and ask, be like, listen, this yeah. is something I'm passionate about, and I, I want to make this happen. Because and if you want to leave a legacy. Because if you want to le- leave a legacy. And you believe in it, and you go ask for it. And that's you go, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was good. That was good. Yeah. So point oh. five. I might skip this one. Oh, uh, why? Well, just because I... I don't want to monopolize people's time. Oh, my gosh. We're not even done. I thought that was eight. We're oh, no. on point five. This is five. That's what I'm saying. I've got a Goodness. Okay, so this is the podcast. We'll, do, we'll just do this today. That's No, fine. we can do your tech corner, no, too. No, 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 no. We'll do halftime. No. Should we do halftime now? I could play the Auburn halftime? marching band song. Yeah. No. Intermission? No. Let's just, let's um, just, I, I'm, I'm actually enjoying this. Let's, let's go through. Okay. <laughs> actually. So, um, uh, this one is more everyone want all of our family. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Wanted yes. to hear about the trip and like, what did we do? What did we enjoy? What was our favorite mm. part? Blah, blah, blah. One thing that was really fun that we did was we went to Tabarka Island. Do you remember this? Yes, I do remember this. This we had was another lovely. name for it. Uh, one that I can't say on the pod- podcast. So I'm going to call it Bird Love. Bird Love Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tabarka Island is That's... really a cute. Cool it is little island. Super it's cute. Right off the coast Google of it. yeah, Google it. Uh, yeah, right off the coast of Alicante. So you can take a ferry. It was like a forty-five minute ferry ride from where we were in Alicante mm-hmm. to get to Tabarca Island. Population is what like twelve people. I think there's like three hundred people maybe. Yeah, but, but it tiny. Seems like yeah. less than that. Um, no yeah. cars. There are no cars. No there. cars. One half of the island is the little village, the little town. I wouldn't even say half. It was like a third to a quarter. Maybe it a was third yeah. to a quarter is like where the people live. It's like a dense little village. A dense little village. Yeah. Um, we walked around the whole island while we were there. It's like maybe yeah, maybe two miles like walking like the, the circumference. Radi- of yeah, us. the circumference. Yeah. Um, and then in the very middle is like a very, it's very touristy. This is, you know. Perimeter would have been a better word. We walked the perimeter. Gosh, You're such a science up. nerd. Oh, hang on. I have a friend who wants to. Oh, does he want to join the podcast? Yeah, he wants to come. Okay. Um, in the middle is the touristy area. It's like a beach and six or seven like super overpriced restaurants that all serve basically the same food. But yeah. you're on an island. It's like an So airport. what are you going to do? You don't have a lot of options, so you eat there. We accidentally... We accidentally had lunch there. Remember, we on purpose oh, I had remember. lunch. We accidentally spent like 
80 euros? Yeah, 80 euros yeah. on lunch. Because they get you. They go, oh, yo, this paella, it's only $17, but you have to order two. <laughs> oh, $17. Yeah. They were like, it's for two people. Two. He was telling us, he was like, it's for two people. And we were like, I wasn't going to eat it because I don't eat seafood. So I ordered something different. So we ordered a paella for two, which we didn't, meh, uh, which I just thought he meant like it's a lot of food. Yeah, like, I did too. Don't be fatty Americans. And we were like, no, we're fine being fatty no. Americans. It's who we are. Yes. <laughs> uh, please don't judge us. What he actually meant was we're going to charge you a million and a half dollars for this very yeah. average to below average food. Oh, it was below average. I, yeah. I, it was not super great. Anyway, um, and then the whole rest of the island, a whole like half or more of the yeah. island is dedicated to the birds. It's a. It is it just is, a bird. It's a paradise. Birds, it's a bird's life. It's, it's a bird's, bird's world. life. What's it's a, a bird's world. What's the saying? It's a bird's. I, I don't know. To the I, birds. I've for the. It's for the birds. Never heard this saying before. Yeah. Oh, it's for the. Birds. Oh, for the birds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I've anyway. never heard that before. Um, it's a sanctuary, so it's been designated as a sanctuary, and it is a mating zone. It is. It's been yeah. kept sacred for birds to. Find love with one so another. So what's the business point in here? Uh, I'm getting to it. First of all, I think uh-huh. it's really funny because they had a sign in Spanish that when I translated it in my Google app, basically translated to, please don't bother the birds. Your presence annoys them. <laughs> <laughs> Your presence is annoying so to true. them. <laughs> I was like, so I true. get it, birds. Like When I'm trying to find love... The presence of a bunch of tourists would be annoying to me, It would be too. very, very bothersome. Um, but, yeah, my point was, I again, I, I feel like I, my next one's a better one, so I'm fine skipping this one. But my point was, I think it's really cool how, um, even though this island was so small, like there wasn't a lot yeah. there to begin with, and yet still, at some point, someone made the decision that, like, hey, we're leaving half of this for the birds. This is for... Like, we're leaving it for the birds, people. The animals. And... That started here. Yeah, they were like, we'll we'll stay on our half. You mm-hmm. stay on yours. Like, they could have very easily been like, no, we want the whole island. Like, the yeah. humans, I mean. Could have very yeah. easily been done what humans but do. they respected it. No, they were like, these birds, they are in love. And yeah. we respect that love. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Love is love. Interesting. Is love, you know? It, I also just think it's worth... But. Mentioning because if you go to Spain and you get a chance, I think you should go to spend the day. at The, the island, island is awesome. It's really, it's really, really neat. Um, okay, point number six, the Picasso Museum. Oh, man, did I love this place. Will loved the Picasso Museum. I love museums. Do you want to tell me? We went to the Picasso Museum. It's in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Barcelona. It's in Barcelona. Um, he, like, spent some time in Barcelona at some point, I guess. I, don't, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I read about it, but now I can't remember. I think remember. he was born in Barcelona or so. went to school know. in Barcelona. He is definitely Spanish. We learned that. Um, yeah, what did you... Do you have any takeaways from that before I tell you mine? Um, I don't know. I just really liked his... I, I Something I really enjoyed. I remember I was reading a... <laughs> I was reading a tech article while I was walking through the museum. Just because I, I love combining things that don't necess- don't typically go together. Definitely I think that's not where he was bored. I no, no, I really wasn't. I, I was thoroughly enjoying the museum, but I thoroughly enjoy my tech articles. So I was reading a tech article while I was walking through the museum. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to get into the specifics of like what happened, but I was able to connect an idea that this tech article was talking about to the the a a, a painting that Picasso painted. 
it was like they had similar the, the idea of both both entities was the same and it just struck me i just loved what, how what was it you don't remember do you um it was it was uh the the creation of something new like something totally different out of the ordinary so picasso had had he reconstructed there was this painting that Las Picasso, Meninas. This is Las my next Meninas. point. Okay, good. Oh, perfect. You lead us into So it. Las lead Meninas, us in, Picasso, there was there was this painting called Las Meninas, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and Picasso loved it and he spent I don't know how long, but just like made tons of paintings. Years. That, years, years, years repainting this in various ways, focusing on different subjects, making it smaller, making it larger, but just totally doing his Picasso thing and like making the faces different and all that. And it struck me as like this was – it was neither the same nor new. It was something different. It wasn't like a totally new piece of art, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't a recreation of something else. It was right. this weird in-between like ground. version of it. Yeah, I have a quote. And I, and I love that. And the tech article, it was called, um, you know, neither – neither the same nor new or something like that. Talking about something obviously totally separate, but I just loved how those two worlds collided. Art I, and it tech. It was art and tech. It was amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. That is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So here's a quote from Picasso. So like you said, so Las Meninas was a 1656 painting by Diego Velazquez. Mm. Um, and it's a, I don't know, like traditional, more traditional, like the people look like people, not Picasso people in the painting. It's It's a beautiful yeah. painting. Um, and Picasso spent years like repainting this painting in a million different ways and painting them, yeah. painting it differently every time he did it. Here is it was his. wonderful. It was literally like I would say a third of the museum, yeah, was probably just these paintings from this one of his this one recreation. Yeah, so he was doing this in 1957, also, which is just a fact for you. 1957. Uh, when he started yeah. his Jeez. Las Meninas That's series. so recent. Picasso. I know. He wasn't like so relevant. He is so, so relevant. Hashtag relevant. Hashtag hip with the jive. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, one of them cool cats, aren't you? Let me read my quote. Okay. If someone wants to copy Las Meninas entirely in good faith, for example, upon reaching a certain point, and if that one was me, I would say, what if you put them a little more to the right or left? I'll try to do it my way, forgetting about Velazquez. The test would surely bring me to modify or change the light because of having changed the position of a character. So, little by little, that would be a detestable Meninas for a traditional painter, but it would be my Meninas. Neither the same nor new. It mm-hmm. was something different. Yeah, so... Oh my gosh, I just came up. That's so wonderful. Now I'm going to spin it back into web design. I think that's how we need to be 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 thinking about new websites. Like yeah. I, I think we have this idea like, oh, we have to create something original. We have to create something totally new for this client. Like that's never been done before. And, and like I don't for feel like a that's... very few web designers out there, sure, go for it. Sure. Do it. Be an artist. Like be an original artist. But I, love I don't that. even know if that is. I don't even know if they do something totally new without having the inspiration from something else. Right. Everything comes from something else. And yeah. this was, I mean, obviously all art does. All art is an inspiration of something else. But this was just a... Uh, an imitation. It was It a, was an a imitation. And in, and, and, and like, unabashed, like, he was unashamedly recreating it. Like and he calling was, it his and own. And calling it his own. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And I think that's what we need to do as web developers, web designers, is... 
look at what works. Like, look at what we like. See what's out there. See what's out there. And just like tweak and play around and enjoy and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was my big point from this is like imitation, like creation versus copying. There's really, it's not that it's a fine line. It's that there's no line. Like, don't, don't get all hung up on it. Like, yeah. See something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Say, that's beautiful. What if I did it this way? And then mm-hmm. make it your own. Because once you say, what if I can do it this way and you change it, you're not copying them anymore. People worry about that a lot in the web design world. They're like, well, I don't want to copy this design. Yeah. Or like use a template. Say. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, well, I don't want a templated website. And I get that you don't want a templated website and that like you don't want your website to look like yeah. everyone else's website. But, but it's, it's like we focus on the negative. Designer, then you take a template that works at its core and then you tweak it and you change it yeah. and you alter it so that it becomes unique and it becomes relevant to that customer and that business. And that's what, that's what yeah. good art and good websites do. Mm. Yeah. That's really, I, I really, really like that. So what have we learned today, kids? Yeah. Credit card debt is good. Mm-hmm. Copywriting is good. Copy other people. Copy other people. We're, we're I think we're killing it today. Yeah. With our advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number seven. Number seven. Um, I just wanted to say this. Paris is just so great, even for a Gosh, night. I just felt so at home in Paris. I just really like that. That might city. be the most pretentious statement I've ever said. <laughs> oh, yes, I just feel so at home in Paris. You don't even know. Amongst the... Amongst of all the cities in the entire world I have visited, Paris the is the most home. The twinkling lights are... Yes, like, the twinkling yeah. lights of the Eiffel Tower just feel like... My living room. <laughs> That's funny because I'm in our living room and there's just there's no nothing Parisian about it. No. Um, yeah, I really like the city. That's all I have to say about it, honestly. Yeah, Paris is beautiful. It's a great city. It was well. I think what's interesting French is people get a bad we didn't rep. like it. Not that we didn't like it, but we were there was the, there was this feeling. We when we talked about it, there was this feeling like, oh, Paris is it's so done. Like. I've, I've, I've done Paris. I've done Paris. I don't care about it. But going back after being in other cities, it was like, oh, it felt nice. It's just a nice city. I, I just really like, like Paris. It. I like the vibe. I like, I do like the Eiffel Tower. I like <laughs> croissants. Oh. <sighs> we got to stop putting that dog track in there. You're going to keep going with the dog track I'm gonna, joke. Yeah, I'm okay. keeping going with the dog track joke. Um, yeah, I really like it. So... Last point, I realized I needed to include something about the wedding because all of our friends and family want to know about the wedding that we went to. Oh, um, And I beautiful. will say, like, it's worth talking about because how many times in your life as an American, if you're a French person, maybe more, yeah. but as an American, do you get to go to a black tie French wedding where the ceremony's in a cathedral and the Full reception's at a castle and the whole thing is just floating in champagne? Yeah. Yeah. Like not that often. Not often. I would like to say it was pretty more than incredible. Once Let me just lives, let's but... just go through the outline of it. Uh, These we went, were our it good was friends. A... Remember Christoph and Christian. Uh huh. Laura. And... Right. Stop. I love great them. people. Gosh, they're great. Good people. They really um, are. They really are. They're awesome people. I love them a lot. Uh, I just hadn't seen them in like five years, so it was good we... to see them again. Um, it was good to see them again. Oh, no, I hadn't met her. Anyways, we did, the wedding was in a cathedral, and then cool. we got bust over to a, it was <laughs> just a, Catholic, a castle. I mean, it was a Catholic I mean, wedding. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a big deal. We just went to a castle, and there was, 
it was just incredible food, just French food, just amazing. Beautiful scenery. Just hanging out. And then the gates opened into the castle at around 8, 8.30. Into the courtyard. Into the courtyard, yes. And then you sat down at your table and they started serving food. And the, there was a five-course meal and it didn't end until 2 in the morning. And then they brought out cigars, like just boxes of cigars for everyone. And the whole time it's just like wine, champagne, wine, champagne. Yes. And they're like, oh, you're American? It's fine. We have beer too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, give me a Budweiser, man. Yeah. Can I get a Bud? What no, is this we, gross wine? Because we felt compelled to... To for all of our friends who weren't there with us, for all of those who were left behind, uh, drink the champagne. So we did. Yeah, we, we sure did. A lot of it. Oh, it was the the whole event though. It was it was really beautiful. It was incredible. But we should say this isn't our part. life. Oh yeah, no, this is not. Our this life. is not typical of our lives. No, um, we looked good though. Like you were tucked up. I was in a, a formal that good. my listen to this. Listen to how the world works out. Sometimes, sometimes. You get invited to a black tie French wedding and you're like, what does one wear to this yes. that you can pack? Also, we packed for for three weeks in Europe in carry-ons. Like, we didn't check luggage. We, we both had carry-ons. So, so, I'm mostly proud of you. Thank I mean, you. I knew I could do and it. I, I don't dress well for anyway. For a formal event, which means I had to have a yeah. formal dress. I had to have the shoes. I had to have the, like, all the things. You did incredible. You, Thank you. You dress well. Just, just better than me. You're just, you're just That's a better-looking person than me. Also true. And then you also were able to fit three weeks of good-looking clothes, yeah. good-looking dressing well, into a, a carry-on suitcase. Yeah. Very impressed. If anyone needs to know how I did that, um, I don't know. But just get in touch, and we'll, we'll figure it out. But it happens. listen to this. So sometimes life is like, hey, you need to dress in a formal attire for a French black tie wedding, and you need to pack in yes. a carry-on-sized bag. Um but but it's it's cool. I got you. Your new next door neighbor is a wardrobe like specialist. I can't remember exactly what her title That's is. That's right. Like a wardrobe. Our next door neighbor. Yeah. Like this yeah, she's amazing. A, well, they sweet call them girl. stylists. A wardrobe stylist. Yeah. Um. And she was just like, yeah, just come shop my closet and like find. So I found a really great packable, like very dress. Yeah. Looked great on you. Yeah. We you just crushed it. We 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 crushed that wedding. We did. We did a good job. My favorite part of the wedding, um, this was my highlight of the wedding, was besides the champagne, which is like, I just like, don't, you know, don't compete with French champagne. But besides that, it was our friends that we made at the table. Like we just had, like, when is the last time you had just a really great conversation that lasted for hours that you weren't like trying to get out of? I don't know. That was just a really good conversation. Was it because we were drunk? No. No. Of course not. I'm sure the alcohol had nothing to do with it. we were great. Yes. It was because of the It was a really good conversation. It was though. They I were just actually really, really great people. Hanging out with them and talking with them and Yeah. Um we made some really great new friends and it just I can't remember the last time I passed such a delightful evening with That's especially good. with people that I didn't know very well. That's or good. at all before sitting down to dinner. Yeah. So that um which my point in all that is like my bigger point in life mm. right now, which is what I'm realizing. Never say no to a French wedding. Never say no to a French wedding. Um, also, I am just, I think, realizing more, uh, for those of you who follow our lives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've been traveling a lot. Yes. We've been bouncing back and forth. And we haven't, we just haven't had as much connection and community as I have at other points in my life. And it's really wearing on me. And yeah. I think it just... Like how much I enjoyed connecting with the people at that wedding made really me start to think you. about like how much yeah. I just miss my friends and miss 
having people to not just like catch up with on the phone, but really yeah. do life with. And Literally the day we got back from that trip, the day we got back from that trip, we went and uh, rented an office space or a co-working space, like because a desk at a co-working friends. space. Let's be clear. Not because no, we no, to no, exactly. <laughs> no, because like we needed that connection. We needed to be around more people. We were just around you, me, Vivi Hippie. And that wasn't enough. We, we met our good friend Hal, who I think we're slowly, he's slowly warming up to us. Oh, I think Hal loves us. I love Hal. Hal's a good guy. I do too. I think we're still like on like, we stop by each other's desks and chit chat territory. Yeah. I'm waiting, I get to, I'm waiting to like, level. hey, do you want to grab drinks? Oh, I like, mentioned, I mentioned to him grab drinks. Oh yeah. Yeah. What Cause you, I was like, oh, I love Cause he's, he's, he does like 3d, uh, rendering, like does three, makes 3d graphics and stuff. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like I'm a super huge nerd. I would love to like grab drinks and nerd out with you at some time. It was like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, cool. And then I did like that awkward, like, uh, bye and like walked away. <laughs> did you blow it? <laughs> what? No, no, I don't think I blew it. I don't think I blew it. I think, I think we're good. I think oh, we're man. good. Oh, man. I, think it's I wish you talked to me before you threw that out there. I've been like, work, I have a strategy. I've been like working up to it. Well, see, the problem, the, the problem is, is like, we're not going to be around anytime soon. Like, I don't know when know. we're going to go grab drinks with him. How? Good old Hal. What a guy. He could be the one that gets away. So. <laughs> So I think the big lesson here is find a community. Get around other find people. Find a community and hold on to hold them. Hold on to them tight. Never let them go. No. Tell them every day how much they mean to you and how much yeah. you love them and how much you're so happy that you have it them really to do is life Im- with. It really is important finding people to be around. don't move to Atlanta. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, Away from your community. I'm sorry. I like Atlanta. I, should, I don't mean like, I do don't like move Atlanta. to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean like we left our community and moved to Atlanta and I'm... Yeah. You're I'm using Adna- Atlanta as like... Yeah. And a, a, I don't know, allegory. A placeholder, yeah. Placeholder. Um, no, I think that's important. I think it's really easy to start a business, do whatever it is you do, and you can do it from anywhere. And so it's really easy to default f- to doing it from home and mm-hmm. not being around other people. And not being around other people is can be one of those things that even that wears on you. I'm a huge introvert. I love my own time. I love mm-hmm. my will time thinking, but still a lot of times I just, I not talk to other people, but just be around other people. Right. Just you. Experience oh, it sounds pathetic, energy. but just like knowing, knowing that they know I'm there, just like being there. It's just, it's good. The vibe, the vibe, the energetic connection, the energetic connection. Yeah. You know, I'm all about energy. Will loves, loves energy. Anyways. Yeah. Um, that's, I think uh, we did pretty good. That's my Spain and France takeaways. Wow! For from the trip, and I love those. Thank you, I'll thank you for putting those together system. and sharing those with mm-hmm. me. Also, um, if you're in France and you're hungry, eat yes. a grape. Eat a grape. And if you're in France and you are not hungry, eat a grape. Eat a grape. These yeah. these are the rules. These are the rules. These are just things I learned while I was traveling. Well, anyways, yeah, this, has you, been, this has been a blast. Are we going to wrap it up, or do you want to do your tech corner? Or? Oh, man, we are far into this. I don't know. Like, okay, well, I don't know yeah, that people might have anything well. better to do, honestly. Like, yeah. if you're, first of all, just to be real, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast. If you're still listening like, to our podcast. You clearly don't have anything better to do. Stop, stop. Be doing it. No, hey, but, I love you. I care about you. You are worth something. Me Ren is or, a bully. Oh, the Listener. No, I'm talking to the listener, not you. I forgot about that. I'm looking at you, but here. I'm talking to the listener. Okay, we're really wrapping it up now, though. Okay. 
I feel cool. I feel good about that. I feel good about this. I hope y'all enjoyed. Eight points. I hope you remember every single one of them. Yep. The most important. Extra credit if you next time. Them into me. We've been so consistent with these podcasts. I hope yeah, you we'll will, be back in one we'll week. Be back exactly. One one week exactly. I'm sure. Drops. I can't imagine that anything. I have would no keep idea us when I'm going to be it. done editing this and sending it out, but it will be then. One week. Au revoir. <laughs>